you guys don't know that much about Nicole and I, we met when we were both living in New York City and we were both in school together. And we spent a lot of time talking about life, talking about strange things, over coffee, sometimes over other things. And a true friendship and sisterhood developed. Yes. And to quote one person who saw us in a lab together saying, I can't believe they're friends because the whole conversation is going to be like, this way is more perfect. No, this way is more perfect. (laughs) So we're calling this little segment Spill the Beans. By the way, this is Nicole. I have a higher voice than Cindy. (laughs) When I was little, people used to call me Mousy. Appreciate that you don't do that. So Cindy and I, we met in a computer lab, I think, to be exact. And I heard Cindy kind of moaning and groaning and speaking under her breath behind me. And I was like, oh, I'll go talk to her. Um, (laughs) We became good friends. We had lots of coffee. And we thought it would be fun to let you guys into our world here, especially because everyone's inside. So, Cindy, what do you want to talk about today? I mean, let's talk about men. Let's talk about dating in New York. We did a lot of that. that. So, Nicole, if you had to recall your worst dating experience in New York, what do you think that was? There's so many. We could spend, like, a whole night here. I think my worst one was a friend of mine set me up she's like you're gonna like this guy he's successful he's nice he's into the arts I'm like okay this sounds good so I agreed to meet him we met at this townhouse restaurant in the village it's a nice restaurant but it's a slow restaurant so they don't rush you through meal service which was not one of their best qualities this night so I got there and I had just come from work another thing to know about New York so you have to take the subway when you're coming right from work you have to do some things first like to redo my makeup fix my hair Make sure my dress looked cute. I was five minutes late. I don't even think I was five minutes late. I think I was more like two or three minutes late. I got there. Right as I'm walking in the door, I get a text. I'm at the bar. I've been here for a few minutes. So I go to the bar. I see him. So I say, hi. (laughs) He's like, you're late. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's not even five minutes late. And he's like, oh, I'm always on time. And I was like, yeah, again, I'm sorry that I'm late. So then he asked me if I wanted a drink. I said, okay. But before I could actually get my drink, he was like, oh, wait, I think they should seat us now instead. And he was actually talking in this monotone voice that I can't replicate really well. So I didn't get my drink. We sit down. The first thing he asked me was, so are you a reader or a TV person? Like that, like no smile, no expression change. I was like, I like both. Is he a physicist? Is this a scientist? No, you gotta wait. Wait, It just sounds like all the guys that I worked with for so many years. No, 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 no. I've dated many physicists. Yeah, I know. Theoretical physicists are like kind of in my... my That's your bread and butter. I know. Yeah. (laughs) This was different. And I was like, I I think I'm both. I like books and I watch TV. He's like, you can't be both. Well, I I do both. He's like, you must be a book person. And I was like, maybe. He's like, I'm a TV person. I can tell you're a book person. Didn't ask me how I was. Didn't say anything. Just telling me that I must be a book person. Okay. So I guess I'm a book person. And he goes, what do you do? And so I told him what I did. He goes, oh, you must be good at math. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm okay with math. Trying to be nice. I said, I'm sure you must be good at math too. He was like, no. I had to get a tutor in the sixth grade. And I was like, you know, there's lots of different kinds of math. Maybe one was just more challenging for you. So we sit down. So now I'm like getting fidgety and I'm trying to be nice and finally get my wine. We order and he starts telling me about his life. And he repeatedly tells me over and over how his dad died. He was like, I... I went to Italy with my dad, and we spent two months there, and I was like, oh, that's great. What did you do? Well, we went around to all the Holocaust sites where people died, and this one guy gave me a Jewish star or something, and I'm like, oh, that must have been really important to you, really special. He's like, yeah, we did that before my dad died. So I'm thinking at this point that maybe his father had passed away recently, because he just keeps mentioning again how his dad died. He just kept going on and on, and like everything I asked him, he went back to 
how it was with his dad, how he went on this Italy trip with his dad, and how his dad died. So finally he said, like, when did your dad pass away? He's like, oh, about 15 years ago. And I was like, okay. Well, (laughs) Um, there's obviously some daddy issues here. I had ordered something that you can cut with a sharp knife. So we're continuing to talk. I ask him what he does. He inherited a real estate company from his dad. He had just made his first sale that week, and so he was really excited. And he bought a TV. I was like, oh, that's great. He's like, I bought a big clock screen TV. So he told me this about five times. I'm like, oh, that's really great. You know, you must be really proud. He's like, yeah, I'm really proud. So at this point, I'm getting really kind of antsy. And I was trying to think of ways that I could like drop the knife on my leg and cut my leg so that I had to go home because I had this sharp like steak knife. I tried switching topics. And so I asked him about his family. I was like, well, so do you have any brothers or sisters? Like my brother's mentally disabled. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. He's like, it's, like, it's okay. My mom takes care of him. I was like, oh, that's really nice. That's, that's really great that your mom is able to do that. He's like, yeah. He's like, and my mom buys me my clothes. Sometimes I come home and she has a TJ Maxx bag on my bed. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm just going to kill myself right now. It's like, how do I get out of this state? So he finally is telling me he meets his mom, sees her once a week. She's really proud of him because he just did this first commercial sale. And so he treated himself to buy a big flat screen TV. This is what I remember. This is constant re- repetition of this new TV and his dad dying in Italy. And so when they come around to ask if we want dessert, as I said, I've been like strategizing how I drop a knife on my leg to like just gently grease myself so I can make it bleed, but get the hell out of there. I don't want to have like, you know, anything where people come mm-hmm. over and really drunk, drawing attention to myself. No, and you I've were probably, and you were probably wearing but something nice. I was, I was wearing a cute little black dress, but like my whole strategy while he was talking was like, how do I drop something on me? That's not just a stain, but enough where I have to leave. And I was probably in my third glass of wine this time. I noticed he wasn't drinking as much, just me, because he kept telling me that, you know, I was drinking more. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had a stressful day. So either way, they come around to ask us if we want dessert. And I was like, no, you know, I really got to go. I have a busy day tomorrow. Work's crazy right now. And he's like, oh, please. Like, I'm having so much fun. Like, <laughs> like can, we, can we please? He's like, I have to tell you something really important. He's like, I'm having so much fun. I was like, what? He's like, you know, I'd love to have dessert because he's like, I'm a diabetic and I'm only allowed to have dessert twice a year. I'm having such a nice night. I'd really like to have dessert. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, I was like, do you have a, an insulin shot on you? I was like, I don't know what to do Right. if you go into shock. In my head, I'm thinking, like, if you go into shock, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> like, there's a whole restaurant of people. Somebody will know what to do. Like, and you're in New York. So, Somebody's going to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So I suffered through. We shared cheesecake. Then we fi- like, finally it was over. And we were going to leave, and he wanted to walk me to subway. I can't remember what it was, but I just jumped in the first cab I held. Like, I literally did one of those lunge into the streets to try to get a cab. And he was like, I've had so much fun. Don't you want to come over and see my big screen TV? And I was like, no. I'm really sorry. Maybe maybe another time. Is, that, is that like the modern man's come to my place and I see my know. edging? No, he's crazy. No, so I, I get in the, the taxi. I immediately call my friend. I was like, what the hell is this? I tell her about it. She goes, oh, God. You must not have taken his meds. <gasps> we like that. I was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this was, and I am going to kill you. <laughs> like, and that was the last date. That was the last date I went on for about seven months because I just couldn't. I feel like, you know, my story yeah. is like farcical compared to yours. This woman I worked with sets me up with this guy. He was in the Coast Guard. He's perfect for you. He's perfect for you. He's perfect for you. I was living in Brooklyn maybe at the time. I don't know. But for some reason we met at a bar and he had a car and he's like come in the car I want to take you to this other place and so I get in the car with him and the car was a truck and the truck had no roof it was a pickup truck with no roof it was like the Beverly Hillbillies if their car was broken down 
Wait, but did you ride in the back or did you ride in the front? No, no, in the cab. There was no top to the cab and there was no top oh, to the back. It was, it was like a farm truck. It was like a farm truck. It was like a farm truck with no roof in Manhattan driving down the road with a really loud carburetor. And this guy talked like a pirate. There was at least 10 Aimee Buckos during this day and at least three Mahardis or something like that. But he kept using these like salty pirate terms. And my friend, she kept insisting that he was perfect for me. Okay, so this perfect pirate for me picks me up in this pickup truck with no roof. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to take you to someplace special. He takes me to Hogs and Heifers. Do you know what Hogs and Heifers is? I can imagine. Okay. I do not know. Yeah. Hogs and Heifers was a bar in the meatpacking district that movie Coyote Ugly was based on. Like, all the okay. women, everybody's cursing and screaming. It's really packed. They're spraying the people with beer. And there are chicks, like, barely dressed with cowboy boots, like, dancing on the bar. Okay. She thought this was my perfect match. Now, I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what that says about her. But in my head, that was not my perfect match. So we're in Hogs and Heifers, so what am I going to do? Nicole, you know how much I like whiskey. Did you ride the bull? I did not. There was no bull. You could only um, dance on the bar, um, and I can't promise you that I didn't, but I cannot promise you that I did. I really don't know. You know how much I like whiskey? Oh, I don't. I love whiskey. I like whiskey. I don't understand how she doesn't. She likes beer. I'm not a big beer fan. How about the night you tried to teach me that I would like whiskey? <laughs> I thought, I mean, like, I, after many, 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 many attempts, I discovered that I could enjoy, sort of enjoy a stout. A stout. I love stouts. Yeah, that's kind of beer. You would think I would like whiskey because I like dark beer. Yeah, just can't really get there. Yeah. Not a whiskey girl. I had a lot of whiskey at this Hogs and Heifers bar with this guy. Unlike you, I got out by just leaving. But that is the worst blind date I ever had in New York. Oh, my God. He was a pirate. No, I don't know what I would... I don't think I've ever met a pirate, so... I mean, but he wasn't. He was in the Coast Guard. Where was he from? Originally, I think he was from Virginia. Interesting. So that's my tale of my date with a pirate where I went to Hogs and Heifers, short, salty, and sweet. And uh, I'll share some other horrible dating stories next time. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for listening. Maybe next time we'll share some of our other weird adventures. But yeah, so let us know if you like this um, and you want to hear more about just Cindy and I and you find this entertaining while you're sipping your coffee or if you really hate us, um, let us know that as well and we will... We'll keep all these beans and I... We won't spill the beans. Come on, whiskey. Yeah, we won't spill the beans. We'll keep all these beans nicely uh, sealed up in a jar. Yeah, so Cindy and I are in different time zones. It's not even 5 o'clock and I'm having a glass of wine right now. So what you do when you shelter in place, that's your own business, Nicole. Yeah, well, no, it's 10, it's 10 15 here. I am having whiskey, so I should say that. Wait, it's only 5? It's not even. Oh, I was going to say, okay, because you should be six hours now. Yeah, it's, really... four. It's, it's a little okay. after four, but I'm having wine. And I'm trying to make myself <laughs> okay. look better. Okay. Sorry about that. No, I thought for a minute that... Why are you blowing my spot up? Yo! Yeah, guys, so if you can think of a topic that two former New York City girls, mostly retired from that strange life, can discuss with you that you might be interested in listening to... Why don't you drop us a line on what you want us to talk about? Between the two of us, any topic you might come up with, I think that we could comment on.